Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. We are president... Joseph R. Biden was allegedly paid $5 million by an executive of the Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings, where his son, Hunter Biden, sat on the board. A confidential human source, referred to as CHS, confidential human source, told the FBI during a June 2020 interview. The FD-1023 form, dated June 30, 2020, in the FBI's interview with a highly credible confidential source who detailed multiple meetings and conversations he or she had with a top Burisma executive over the course of several years, starting in 2015. That's before, before the election. This was before the, the election. Okay. This might've been around the time that the FBI was warning social media CEOs that some Russian disinformation concerning the Bidens in Ukraine or mm. Bidens and, uh, whatever this controversy was going to be could be coming out before the election. They had already had a confidential human source say, Oh yeah, by the way, you know, talk to someone and they're saying this is going on. Uh, still, this was Russian disinformation when Hunter Biden's laptop came out in uh, October. I believe the executive, the Burisma executive sought the advice of the CHS, a business professional on gaining U S oil rights and getting involved with a U.S. oil company. The source is familiar with the document said the Burisma executive was speaking with the confidential source to, quote, get advice on the best way to go forward in 2015 and 2016. According to the form, the CHS said the Burisma executive discussed Hunter's role on the board. The human source questioned why the executive needed the advice acquiring that when you already had Hunter Biden on the board. And the executive said that Hunter Biden was dumb <laughs> and needed to talk to someone else. He was high. <laughs> he was waving a gun around. How was I supposed to talk to him? The Burisma executive. Dude ex had his penis out on the table. <laughs> in the board meeting. And we couldn't fire him. The Burisma executive explained to the CHS that Burisma had to, quote, pay the Bidens because Ukrainian prosecutor Victor Shokin was investigating Burisma and explained how difficult it would be to enter the U.S. market in the midst of that investigation. The confidential source further detailed that conversation, suggesting to the Burisma executive that he pay the Bidens 50000 each, to which the executive replied, it's not 50000 it's $5 million. $5 hmm. million for one Biden, $5 million for the other Biden. The you Burisma, get $5 million and yeah. you get $5 million. The $5 million payments appeared to reference a kind of retainer Burisma intended to pay the Bidens to deal with a number of issues, including the investigation led by Shokin, that's the Ukrainian prosecutor, Another source referred to the arrangement as a pay-to-play scheme. The CHS said that Burisma executive told him he paid the Bidens in such a manner through so many different bank accounts that investigators would not be able to unravel this for at least 10 years. Uh, let's see. The Burisma executive told the confidential source that he didn't pay the big guy directly. Mm. CHS has been used. This person, by the way, has been used by the FBI as a regular, reliable source of information since 2010 and has been paid approximately $200,000 
by the FBI. Biden has acknowledged that when he was vice president, and this was all on video, I didn't bring the video, but this is, he, he acknowledged this, that when he was VP, he successfully pressured Ukraine to fire prosecutor Viktor Shokin. At the time, Shokin was investigating Burisma Holdings. And at the time, Hunter had a highly lucrative role on the board, receiving thousands of dollars per month. The then vice president threatened to withhold $1 billion of critical U.S. aid if Shokin was not fired. Mm. Almost like a quid pro quo mm. sounding thing. I don't yeah. know. Whatever that means. Biden said, I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was about six hours. Looked at him and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Biden recalled telling the uh, then Ukrainian president Poroshenko. Biden recollected the conversation during an event for the Council on Foreign Relations in 2018. Uh, Biden allies maintained the vice president pushed for Shokin's firing due to concerns the Ukrainian prosecutor went easy on corruption. Biden was so... The other corruption. Yes, Biden was so worried about corruption in Ukraine that he was going to withhold the billion dollars because this prosecutor went easy on prosecuting corruption, and that is why he wanted him to be fired, not because he was investigating a gas company that his son was on the board of. Full of corruption. <laughs> not that That's not the reason, Charlie. I know that's where your conspiracy brain is going towards. <laughs> All right. But it's because Biden was so worried about corruption not getting prosecuted. Mm. It's so crazy how they can twist know, this stuff. I know. It's, it's always the it's, exact opposite. It, yeah. Well, no, it's just literal. It's them admitting to it, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. projection on the other side. And it works because then when you come back, you've already got this defense. Like, no, I, been, I said this guy was easy on corruption. That's why I wanted to I've get rid of him. I've been fighting corruption my whole life. I wish he would have investigated us. In 2019, then-President Donald Trump pressed Ukrainian President Zelensky to launch investigations into the Biden family's actions and business dealings in Ukraine. Specifically, Hunter Biden's ventures with Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings and Joe Biden's successful effort to have Shokin ousted. Trump's request was regarded by Democrats as a quid pro quo for millions in U.S. military aid to Ukraine had been frozen. Democrats also claim Trump was meddling in the 2020 presidential election by asking a foreign leader to look into a Democratic political opponent. Trump Never mind was, that the United States was looking into a Republican incumbent president. Trump was later impeached by that. This was the first thing he was impeached over was because of this quid pro quo with uh, Zelensky asking him to look into the firing of Shokin, the prosecutor, and threatening to withhold military aid when Biden literally admits that he threatened to withhold a billion dollars unless they fired the guy. I can't. <laughs> and uh, Trump gets impeached. I just can't believe this is real. <laughs> um, here we go. Thank you, Magoo, for posting the video. I'll play this right quick. Uh, let's get that. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "Nah." I said, "I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said, call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. 
So this all had to do with trying to root out corruption. Yeah. By the way, if you are to believe such things. I, I mean, I no reason to lie about that <laughs> really at all. And so anyway, Trump tries to look into this whole situation and he gets impeached over it. All right. That's uh, as we all know, that's what happened. The White House has maintained that President Biden has never been involved with his son's business dealings and has never discussed them with him. What a terrible dad. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Jeez. No wonder the guy's a drug addict. I don't bring up your business dealings at Christmas. <laughs> Nobody have time to I listen to that. I don't care about what you're doing in your life, okay? <laughs> don't talk to me Tell about me it. Tell me about the, the crack and the whores. <laughs> I want to hear those stories. Separately, not the crack whores. I want the crack and the whores. Yeah. Those two different things. Hunter Biden is currently under federal investigations for his tax affairs. The investigation began in 2018 was prompted by suspicious foreign transactions. <laughs> huh. White House has declined to comment, pointing to a statement by Joe Biden Thursday, calling the allegations a bunch of malarkey. Mm. All right. Yeah. So that's where we are with this currently. And here's the other thing. Do you think this has anything to do with our commitment to Ukraine and their fight against Russia? And why, the fact that we're, we're never going to stop? Why Biden is so hell-bent mm. on doing whatever Zelensky wants? Does he, in fact, have Biden by his old balls? Mm. Perhaps. Perhaps. It's a, it's a great speculation. We I, may never know. The answer is I don't know, but I'm, I'm leaning towards it's a, it's a strong possibility. So the morning, this came out Thursday morning. This is when the people on the House Oversight Committee, I believe, one of those, uh, they got to go view the document. And they come out, and of course, it's a bunch of Republicans, so everything that they said was a lie when they came out and said what was in the document, because they're Republicans, uh, according to the major news media sources. Later on that day, Trump gets indicted, all right? And then this makes approximately zero news cycles on any of the mainstream media um, at all, other than I found an article from NBC News saying that Republicans were attacking Biden and his family. <laughs> That was the most mainstream news yeah. source. A good, wholesome president is being attacked. <laughs> the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I'm, we're going to get a lot done. And How many emails were on Clinton's personal server? What did she do with the emails when she left office? There were 62,320 emails on her private server. It was said that time that her lawyers went through the emails and identified 30,000 work-related emails and 31,000 private emails. In December 2014, about 21 months after she left office, Clinton gave the State Department the 30,490 work-related emails, totaling roughly 55,000 pages. She indicated that she deleted the others. I didn't see any reason to keep them, she said on March 10th, 2015. Now, by deleting the others, she means she used a software called BleachBit and, like, destroyed the hard drive and then he traced it. And that's what I do when I delete my, <laughs> my yoga schedule emails. You know, you go and you use... This is just a bunch of them from Costco. Yeah. I, 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 I mean on their you don't Costco just hit delete deals. or anything. Yeah. Not if you're as meticulous as she is. She knows that it's never properly, fully mm -hmm. deleted from the hard drive, and she's worried about that kind of stuff. The FBI recorded several thousand work-related emails that were not provided to the State Department, and he said it was possible they included some of the emails deleted as personal by her lawyers 
when they reviewed and sorted her emails for production in late 2014. To clarify, she turned over the emails that were work-related that had some classified stuff in them and said all of the other ones were personal and then deleted them using a software called Bleachbit, uh, which is an open-source software to uh, like really wipe your hard drive. Like to actually remove the bits of data. And apparently it turns out some of those, I believe because they found the opposite side of the communication uh, with the emails, some of those were also work-related emails that she had deleted and said that there were no work-related emails in there. Okay. Meaning, she said she turned over all of them, but she didn't. And tried to conceal the fact that she didn't turn over those other emails by really, really, really deleting them. <laughs> Except for from the other side of wherever the emails were going back and forth mm -hmm. with, I believe. <clears throat> okay. Were any work-related emails intentionally deleted? There is no evidence to date that work-related emails were intentionally deleted, even though they went through all of them and they said they sent over all of them and then they deleted the other batch. They're basically saying that she did not intend for there to still be work-related emails that were in that batch. But the intent doesn't <clears throat> matter, by the way, in, in, in this statute. Yeah. In the espionage statute, <clears throat> intent does not matter. On September 7th, government officials disclosed that 30 of the emails were related to Benghazi. But only one had been previously undisclosed and two others were near duplica duplicates of emails that had already been publicly released. Uh, Comey said the FBI found no evidence that any of the additional work-related emails were intentionally deleted in an effort to conceal them in some way. Mm. And how do you prove that? Like, what? How do, how do you possibly prove that that's not why they were deleting those emails? Right. You just decide to write that into your interpretation. Uh, when... Here's the other interesting part. When did she delete those 31,000 private emails? The FBI on September 2nd released a two-part summary of its investigation of Clinton that said the former Secretary of State's emails were deleted sometime between March 25th and 31st, 2015. That was three weeks after the House Select Committee on Benghazi served Clinton with a subpoena to produce any emails related to its investigation into the deaths of four Americans in Benghazi. So she unintentionally deleted up to 14,000 work-related emails, 30 of them having to do with Benghazi, three weeks after she had received a subpoena for any emails related to Benghazi. Mm. Unintentionally. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> what are the odds, you know? God, life is crazy what sometimes. What a coincidence. You know? Yeah. Okay, so that's the kind of thing. Did Clinton's emails contain classified information? Yes, more than 2,000 of the 30,000 emails Clinton turned over uh, contained classified information, including 110 and 52 email chains that contained classified information at the time they were sent to receive. Some of the other ones were classified later on, which is not a big deal if you're using the state.gov server. You know, they can retroactively uh, classify them later on, but when you're using the private server and they get classified later on, they're still out there on the private server. Uh, that's not that's not the way it's supposed to go. Okay. Did Clinton or her staff violate any federal laws or policies? Comey said the FBI found evidence of potential violations, but such cases are generally not prosecuted. Generally, like this being the time, I guess. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, nursing school. 
She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper. She'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't knew the one I had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking. Let me tell you what, man. It's kind of bad. Like if you're Trump, it's it's bad. It's stupid. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Imagine for a second, you're you have you are the most witch hunted person in history of American politics. Let's imagine that that's who you are. That you go through this Russia, Russia, Russia hoax your entire presidency, and then you leave with classified documents that you are saying that you're, you're not going to do anything bad with them, but you leave with them. They know that you have them, and then you still try to keep them afterwards. And what do you think is going to happen? What are you doing you is going on in his brain at that you time? You think as a billionaire, you'd be smart enough to, to understand that they've been after you this whole time and to just show, just show a little carefulness. Mm -hmm. That's all. Make sure there's nothing that they can get you on. How about, yeah, just some common sense. Don't violate the Espionage Act yeah. after you leave office. Like Jim Carrey said in Liar Liar, stop breaking the wall. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Over the course of his presidency, Trump gathered newspapers, press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photographs, official documents, and other materials in cardboard boxes that he kept in the White House. Among the materials Trump stored in his boxes were hundreds of classified documents. Classified documents Trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The unauthorized disclosure of these, docu of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, the safety of the United States military, and human sources and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods. Let's see. Trump caused scores of boxes, many of which contain classified documents, to be transported to the Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, where he maintained his residence. He was not authorized to possess or retain those classified documents. I know what you're thinking. He's president, so he could have declassified them. Unfortunately, Charlie, I don't know how much you looked into this, but they've got him on tape bragging about the fact that he still has classified documents that he could have declassified while he was president, but now they're not declassified, and so they're still secret. This is when the narcissistic <laughs> ego becomes so big. Charlie, at a time that he knew he was being recorded. This was not someone wearing a wire. He knew that he was being recorded when he bragged about having classified documents. Yes. Says, currently, this indictment and... CNN reporting and also the transcript is in the indictment. I have not heard the tape itself. You have to understand the dude has one of the biggest egos I've ever seen in my life. Well, so you're bringing this up and you're, you're talking about something I have written down here later, which is good. I, I said, why would Trump do this? And my first thing is narcissistic, what I call entitlement. I believe that in Trump's mind, Let's assume that everything here is true. None of it has been made up. Nothing's planted. Let's assume on its face that the story is true. I believe that in Trump's mind, he has a mentality of whatever it is that's in the document. Well, they wouldn't even have this if it weren't for me. You know, so this is basically mine anyway. I created whatever it is that, that turned up on this document. I and was... so it's mine. I was the gall darn president. Uh, Nevertheless, Trump stored his boxes containing classified documents in various locations in Mar-a-Lago, Mar including in a ballroom, a bathroom, and shower, an office space, his bedroom, and a storage room. 
All right, in July of 2021 at Trump National Golf Club in New Jersey, the Bed Minister Club, during an audio recording, a recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, Trump showed and described a plan of attack that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said, as president, I could have declassified it, and now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. In August or, or September, one or the other, of 2021, <laughs> at the Bed Minister Club, Trump showed a representative as political action committee who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation, and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get too close. Look, I shouldn't be showing you this, <laughs> but just take a peek. But don't get too close. Just peer over here. You can't see this. I can. Uh, we've got Trump endeavored to obstruct. So this is the obstruction of justice, suggesting his attorney falsely represent to the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents, directing Walt Nada to move boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump's own attorney, <clears throat> the FBI and a grand jury, suggesting that his attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the grand jury subpoena, providing to the FBI grand jury just some of the documents called for by the grand jury subpoena, while claiming that he was cooperating fully, and causing a certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury, falsely representing that all documents called for by the grand jury subpoena have been produced. See, Nata, Walt Nata, uh, said some of the boxes had fallen, took a picture of it, sent it. Unfortunately, in the picture also that was sent to people, there were classified documents uh, in the picture. So then they're being transmitted as well. Here's a picture of the fallen documents and some stuff blocked out. Apparently, this one line right there. How important is that one line? It Honestly, really important. Like, is it the end of America if that yeah. one line is shown? Look at that Gibson guitar case. We don't know if there's <laughs> Could be anything in, in there. Yeah. Probably more documents yeah. in there, I'm betting. <laughs> Um, let's see. Trump attorney number two told Trump that they uh, needed to search for documents that would be responsive to the subpoena. Uh, and Trump essentially said, I don't want anyone looking. I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking at my boxes. What if we what happens if we just don't respond or we don't play ball? Wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? Well, look, isn't it better if there are no documents? And I know I, what you're saying. In this case, he also brings up allegedly talking about Clinton's attorney, who is the one who deleted all of those emails. He was great. He did a great job. You know what? He said, he said that it was him, that he was the one who deleted all of her emails, the 30,000 emails, because they basically dealt with her scheduling and her going to the gym and her having uh, beauty appointments. And he was great. And so she didn't get in any trouble because he said that he was the one who deleted them. This is when he's uh, apparently finishes telling his attorney, isn't it better if there are no documents? Look at Clinton's lawyer. <laughs> so a top secret document concerning White House intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries. A top secret document uh, concerning White House intelligence briefing. A top secret document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country in the United States with handwritten annotation in black marker. A top secret document uh, concerning White House intelligence briefing related to foreign countries, including military activities and planning of foreign countries. A top secret document concerning nuclear capabilities of a foreign country. A top secret document concerning White House intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries. A secret document concerning communications with a leader of a foreign country a secret document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country, and a top-secret document uh, concerning military attacks 
by a foreign country. Another top secret document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. Another document with no marking uh, concerning military contingency planning of the United States. A secret document um, concerning projected regional military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States. A top secret document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States. A secret document concerning military options of a foreign country and potential effects on United States interests. A secret document concerning policies in a foreign country. Secret, um, another secret, top secret, 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 top secret, secret, top secret. The, prob- the problem I see here is it has a lot to do with military planning, not just foreign countries, also the United States. Now, I don't know what, it, we don't know exactly what's in the documents. I think they should show it, show them to us. Mm-hmm. But Why not? I don't think they're going to because they're not declassified, apparently. I don't know why he wanted to keep this stuff. I really don't. I don't understand what he's going to do with it. Ego. Just ego? Yeah, that's, it makes total sense. Now, if it's just ego, you know, that's one thing. Of course, a lot of people on the left or whatever are going to say that he was going to sell them or he was going to use them to blackmail people, basically to get money. If evidence of that came out, that he had contacted anyone and tried to get money from them, that's, that's real bad, mm. too. Okay, I think everyone could agree that that's bad. My biggest problem, like what we started with here, Charles, is that because of the Clinton email scandal where she didn't get in trouble, then every time I see any of this stuff, I'm like, well, what did Clinton do? You know, what was inside of every single one of those emails? I don't know. What did the Obamas do? And then the Clintons do before that? What did the Bushes do? What if all of this stuff, Charles, were in the documents that were found in Joe Biden's garage? Mm. What do you think people would be saying about it? What do, you, what do you think people on the right would be saying about it? That he should go to prison. Yes. And the people on the left would be saying, oh, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, not important. Like, <laughs> Hillary did the same thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I so just, it's so like, I don't even feel like we're living in reality. If these exact same things were found in Biden's garage, and maybe some of them were, maybe they're going to investigate these things. I'll, I'm not going to hold my breath for it, but maybe they are going to investigate those documents. We'll see. But if these exact things were found in Clinton's server or Biden's garage, Trump and Trump supporters and people on the right uh, would still be asking for those people to go to prison forever. Now, the problem is, which a lot of people have brought up, is if you're saying that Clinton should have been put in prison and should have been charged, then you're also de facto saying that Trump should be charged and Trump should be put in prison. Yeah. And then we're at a point saying, well, she wasn't, so therefore, therefore Trump shouldn't either. And therefore, we're going to give up all of the document classification rules that we have if we're just going to freely decide to not enforce them. And so at what point do they decide to enforce the laws? I don't know. I'm guessing this is going to be the time that they decide to enforce the laws. To close out this episode, Charlie, I'll ask you one question. Given all the information with Clinton, with Biden, with all of that, should Trump be prosecuted in this case? I think you should prosecute them all. Okay. If you're going to. What would you do? Look, the 14th Amendment, equal protection under the law. I mean, like, it has to be applied equally. It's clearly not being applied equally. Yeah. At what point do we just get to arbitrarily decide, like, okay, we really don't like this guy. So I think right now we got to get him. I think right now that's when we're deciding that. And uh, What's what's your thoughts? I think that he has to be prosecuted for it. I do. 
You think he'll go to prison? Because not doing it is not the high road. I think Trump's got to fall on the sword here for the rule of law. All right. You see, your side, lefties, well, they're too good to be prosecuted when they break laws. And sure, our side, we could have said, well, since you guys got away with it, then we should get away with it too. But that's not the kind of people that we are. When we break laws, we own up to it. We get prosecuted. Suffer the consequences. We suffer the consequences. Take accountability. Accountability, responsibility. We're not above the law. And if you guys feel morally justified and walking around being above the law, then that's up to you. That's on you. But we're going to be the bigger person and indict this guy. <laughs> <laughs>